Now, I, I really think I really think that it's okay, but I don't know. There's a lot of redness, you know. Um, well, so well, is I mean, it itchy I don't know. or is it not itchy? Well, it wasn't until that one chick, and then it got itchy. Ooh. Yeah. Is that? I mean, do I need to call everyone and tell them, or like? Well, well, no, because that opens you up to litigation. No, that's a good point. All right, all right. Well, I think I'll just put up with it for now. Yeah, let's go borrow some. Go borrow someone's antibiotics. No, you're not. No, actually, I can't say that. Anyway, (laughs) yeah. All right. Well, can we? Okay. Well, let's go and start. Now we're too specific. And um, we'll get the game going. Yeah, Blake, uh, kick off the recording. It is already recording. Oh. Huh. Well, hi, guys. Well, uh... <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the game. Um, to the podcast, again. To uh, Reject Company and Persivative. My adventures in North. Does anyone uh, remember where we left off? Yeah, we were at uh, uh, I forget his name's parents' house. Yeah, we were. Well, no, oh, we yeah, left the parents' house, place. and then we went and uh, killed some shit in a swamp. Yeah, made a deal with the uh, made a deal with the clone master. Yep, you belong and... to him now. That's yeah, and then and then sent his little minions off after losing their purpose in life to random town. Right, right. And you were still in the swamp, as I recall. Yeah. All right. So, job done. What next will you do? Hmm. What's up? John's asking what we're going to do now. Yes. You're in the swamp. You let the uh, cultists go. We should probably get out of the swamp. Wait, we let the cultists go? Yeah, you let them go. You let them go, or someone did. Sent them off towards the town. You took the thing that they were using to open portals, so they can't open portals anymore. And then let them go. I mean, the town is capable of defending themselves against them, right? They're not going to attack the town. I am, they're crazy, so I expect them... Well, that's if, they decided to, if they decided to attack the town, could they do it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they could try. Hmm. I don't... I'm just saying, I don't, I don't like the idea of a bunch of crazies wandering to my hometown. Oh, they're That's pretty fair. far from your hometown. I mean, they could make their way there. Because your hometown was like two weeks travel from there, mm. as I recall. So it's not like they're right by there. Yeah, we... So I think what we did, we let the cultists go after taking their step. And uh, tell you, um, oh, your your reason for living is go- done now. Go do whatever. 
Yeah. I mean, if we if we want to let him go, it just sounds to me like that's a lot of crazy running around in the world unsupervised. <coughs> Aren't we also a lot of crazy running around the world unsupervised? We're supervised by us. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Supervised. Well, um, again, I, I... Ingolf just votes to get out of the swamp. Yes, let's do that. Sorry. Yeah, I want to get swamp hats. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid my hair will set will make this place explode soon. Oy. All right. Uh, so the portal to get back, the portal gate or whatever is by Don's hometown. So. All right. Well, let's go to the portal the gate. All right, so you, you travel for a couple of weeks and you get back there. And uh, when you get back, you see that the streets are decorated. And it, and you then you then recalled on that it just so happens that today is the big snowball fight day, the yearly uh, annual competition. Mm. Ooh. So I think we're going to see Mr. Snowball in action in his... Natural environment. Well, quite honestly, I will probably observe because um, I'm not comfortable with the level of uh, level of damage my snowballs do to uh, to my town folk. Oh, fair point. You I will show off. I will, snowballs? I will show off. Yeah, my normal, my normal, nothing added to it. Just basic snowball is 5d6 plus 16. Oh, Jesus. So how did you... How did your grandfather set a record? Oh, uh, on, on other competitions, like, you know, breaking, you know, how big of a tree you could knock down with a snowball, things like that. Oh, yeah, that, that's all happening. Oh, cool. That, okay. Yeah. Yes. No, they. I, I imagine they're not throwing, like, damaging snowballs at each other. Yeah. At any point. Seems like yeah, they just no. get regular snow and, and throw it. Mm-hmm. But that's all part of the, the festivities. Cool. Well, I will enter into some kind of contest to uh, to do a bunch of damage or something and show off. And do all a bunch right. of damage to something. <laughs> Does it happen yeah. to be a Tarrasque anywhere around? All right. So you are uh, winding up to uh, throw snowballs at trees. And uh, this competition is taking place on a piece of land that someone has recently bought and wishes to farm. And just happens to need the trees taken out of the way anyway, cleared out. Oh, perfect. It's pretty much what they usually do with this. <laughs> and um, you see everyone else uh, throwing their snowballs. They're damaging them. Some people actually take down some trees with them. A lot of people just do a little damage, but don't you know, fully take one down, one hit. You know, different levels of uh, skill going on there. 
And eventually it's your turn. Right, are you going to make the uh, biggest, baddest snowball and throw it at the biggest, beefiest tree? Yes. Would you like me to actually roll damage for that, or we just call that my biggest, baddest snowball at, at the biggest? Yeah, you don't have tree? To, to roll the damage, no. I'll okay. the damage so, completely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's at like 100 and something plus, plus a bunch of D6, like 160 something plus a bunch of D6. Yeah, as you walk up to it and, and you pick your target, and the people around you look very skeptical as to whether you could actually break this tree. It's like yeah, a holds up a sign. Go, Thomas! It's like a huge fucking redwood tree or some shit. And you wind up, and you throw your snowball with your grandpa's heirloom thing that you have. And you bust it up and shatter it, and it falls. And people are running and screaming to get out of the way so they don't get crushed. <laughs> and, um... And they, they take the measurements on the tree, and it's bigger than anything anyone has ever done, including your grandfather. You have broken Aww. his record. Yay! You are now a legend in your hometown. Here's your, your, pers- your, your snowball quest is now complete. And people put you on their shoulders and cheer. Yay. My life feels complete. Yes, you can kill yourself now. <laughs> Nothing left to do. Um, all right. So do you want to uh stay home for a day or a couple days or just take off? What was what was our plan? We were just gonna go back to Clesian Order, find another See can find another group and keep doing it? I think, I think that was so. plain, yeah. I mean, does everybody want to hang back and take a day off, or are we moving on? I mean, might as well move on, I would think. We stopped the guys that were sent here, right? That's that's the guys that were sent here? Yes. Yep. <coughs> I mean, yeah, I don't see a reason to not just move on. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. All right. Sounds like you're moving on. So you're going back to the order of Ecclesian Temple, it sounds like. Yeah, so you go back there to get uh, a lead on on the other groups. You got some news from... from, uh, Actually, Elias is there. He says... I heard you uh, took care of one of those groups with the white robes. Yeah, you could say that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, looks like your job is pretty much done. We haven't had any new portals open for a while now. I was actually able to catch up. Oh, fun. Our sources and the theocracy reported that a group of uh, white-robed individuals was strung up recently there. So I think they're pretty well done that, on that end. And I caught up with a group of them in the Republic. There isn't anything left of them now. Oh, nice. 
So Elven Lands, Republic, and the Kingdom are all done. Yeah. You don't know of any other groups. There haven't been any other reportings of, of, of portals recently. Good job. Sweet. There's nothing left to do now but wait till the ne- wait for the next atrocity. Fish gonna be around this corner. Feel free Thomas, to hang out if you want. Thomas needs to uh, get a message. Now that I'm thinking about it, Thomas needs to uh, get a message to the uh, to the white robes that we let go. I have a oh. job. For them. All right. Well, what you would want to do is, I guess, send it to multiple towns, and eventually we'll probably get it. Cool. Because you don't know exactly where they went. Okay. So you'll set to put a message and for the white-robed individuals from the island, make some copies of it, and then they'll just post it at various inns. Yeah. And taverns and that. Eventually they'll see it. What is it going to say? Um... To the followers of Matthias, uh, while you cannot go back to the island, um, the yeah, while you can't go back to the island, um, you can come serve me instead, just as your clone is going to be serving me in the event that the world dragon shows up. Oh, okay. And then tell them yeah. to go to totally not a pirate's cove. Right. Well, you can expect about it. it. That's probably going to be the best place to babysit them. You can expect it to take quite a bit of time for them to get it. Yeah, no problem. Although, if the world dragon does show up, they they will probably be dead because they won't be let back yeah. in. Yeah. Well, no. Is. What what I'm what I'm saying is I'm saying, you know, I'll convey to them that basically, maybe because they're religious, they're fucking religious zealots. So basically, I'm telling them that, you know, if the world dragon comes, I'm going to survive this, and I'm going to be one of the gods. So you can serve me now the way that you're going to serve, or the way that your clone is going to serve me in the future. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you send that message if Thomas out. is going to start a cult. The cult of Thomas. Great, now we have another cult to deal with. And they're and they're yeah. been provided pre-trained acolytes. Right. Pre-trained acolytes. <laughs> Preconditioned. Yep. So that wraps up this story arc because you guys learned all the information about it, tied up to loose ends, and that's that's basically what I had for you. So you're going to be level ten. At the end of this today, <clears throat> and when we uh, pick this up again, you'll start out level ten. Yay! Now wow. we can we can use this time now to for you to do anything that you wanted to set up or. Uh, All right, so I'll be picking up the uh, the next phase, uh, the next arc. So basically. Uh, there's going to be, it's going to start uh, roughly about three months after this. Okay. 
So you guys so have, we have three, three months, months of stuff we can go through. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, we, so we're setting up downtime. Yeah, downtime for three months. Um, there are things happening in the world. Uh, higher frequency of earthquakes, hurricanes, um, you know, various natural disasters. Uh, so that that's in the news. <clears throat> the kingdom is recovering from the various incursions there. Pretty well. Um, but no more incursions. You haven't seen any, anything about any further incursions. Blake, since you've got um, Fantasy Grounds up, can you throw this in a note? Yeah. Just because we kind of need to know what everybody does so we remember after we do. Because we're jumping over to yours for a little, uh, for a run, and then coming back, right? Yep. Downtime. All right. Give me what you guys are doing. (laughs) Well, well, we need to know what's going on. So first, John can finish what he was saying. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm baked and not going to remember this in like two days. So, if, you, if you'd like me to remember it in, you know, possibly two months, write it down. Got it. I think that's all I had to say. Increase oh, earthquakes and people rebuilding. Disasters. Yeah. Okay. So, just go around the table and see whatever else is doing. Gonna figure out my wounds. Uh, Thomas will be studying diligently with the Clesian Order. Oh, okay. Researching, trying to figure out number one, how to get to the Abyssal Pillars without, you know, a stupid ass human sacrifice. Thomas studies with the Order, and he's also focusing on what what's causing the um. The earthquakes and how to stop the world dragon. Okay. Yes. Well, since you're spending time with them, you will catch from what people are saying. You might notice that it's kind of empty. That their numbers have thinned out uh, dealing with the incursion. A lot of them didn't make it through that. Mm. But they don't seem to be too like, hyped up about recruiting, either. But there's a lot of of empty space there. They should have have a brand new recruiting class right now. Full class of them. Put another 30 (laughs) agents on the floor. Why are they not recruiting? Well, they're... It's basically just their philosophy that they never rush to recruit anyone because they're... Numbers aren't nearly oh, so as important like the to them as, as, get, as getting like yeah, quality okay. of people. Kind of like Freemasons. They don't actively recruit. But if someone asks, someone asks. Yeah. Well, they might. They will sometimes act, actively recruit an individual it, that shows that looks like they'd be make a good member. Uh. Yeah. Uh, but they don't have like classes that going where they're just getting people in. They don't do shit like that. Ah, well then what they need to do is create a subset of their secret society working in like military schools or things like that. 
to find prospective pro- prospects. Yeah, sometimes they do. They, so, they don't do it in uh, the sort of uh, worked out mechanical, like institutional way. Disappointing. It's more. Yeah. Need to have their fingers in a bunch of different government buildings and stuff, seeing oh, a bunch well, of stuff and recruiting when possible. We'll see if this collegiate order stands the test of time. Yeah. So where are we going back to? Um, well, well, actually, never mind. Yeah. Because uh, Thomas is going to the Ecclesian Order. Uh, is anybody else going back to Not a Pirate's Cove? Uh, I I will. How close is Not a Pirate's Cove to a portal again? Uh, the capital city is the nearest place, which I think is about two days, I want to say. Okay. <coughs> yeah, I, I'm going back so I can uh, shore up my shrine. Get And uh, I will also go back and forth in Not a Pirate's Cove to the capital city so I can use the portal to go to the island and so building up part of a shrine there, build a shrine there, and visiting my kids and whatnot. Shrine maintenance. Oh, your your dates are barely showing baby bumps at this point. Yeah, dapper. Oh, yeah, You're like six it. months along. Yeah, I mean, dapper yeah, I is going to spend half his time on the island and half the time probably fixing his his uh, strip club. So me and Dapper will travel back and forth all the time. (laughs) Got it. Strip club maintenance. When you get back to Nautopirus Cove, you find that there is a new establishment there. Well, probably several, but one that catches your eye in particular called Dicks in an Outfitter. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot what it was called. He He finally joined us. Yeah, well... Essentially, since um, Heart's Rest, like most of the people were killed in the incursion, and the buildings were basically decimated, they decided to just head over to uh, Not a Pirate's Cove, join up. So, um, Richard is there. Uh, Clarence is there, the, the paladin that was kind of the sheriff. He's actually joined the guard and is now like a captain of the guard. Um, oh, is this is that the high, all high and mighty up his own ass paladin? That we were no. no. So one from the, okay. No, he's the Sorry, one where I you're going to heart's rest. He was like, what are you doing in my town? Yeah. Kind of I got those two characters mixed up. Yeah. The, uh, the hick ass, um, paladin. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, the bard chick whose name I can't remember for some reason. Was it Meredith or something? No. Ah, she was a bard. Blake came up with the name, but I don't remember what it was. Um, I'll remember it eventually. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Winifred. Yeah, Winifred, I think. Actually, I have it here because I made it, posted a picture of her on Discord. You did the AI art with these two AI. characters, didn't you? Yeah, 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 I did. Um, which is pretty cool. I think it was also posted on Reddit. Is that right? The uh, 
character portraits. Not on there. Reddit. Uh, I think I was putting them they're up on the, on the website. Yeah. Yeah, they're on the website. So some of the character art is there for anyone that wants to see it. Um. Oh, I never actually thought of that. That's yeah, can we send you? A, I posted yours up already, Yabu. Yabu. I think I posted Good. yours already. Oh yeah, that's true. You already did that. Never mind. Same thing with uh, Thomas's. Um. Uh. Anyways, it might have been Winterfred. I think it was. I think it was Winterfred. Uh, don't worry about it though, because we can always just go back and listen to an episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we if we weren't too lazy to do that, we could. Um. um yeah. So she's there, and she's actually come out of retirement and is occasionally doing performances. Well, Dapper will let her know that his stage and his his club is more than uh, is always open for her. She says, "Well, thank you, however, I don't do that kind of performance." Oh no, no, no! You can do whatever performance you want. It's a no holds strip club. Not all the time. It's the mood music. You know, you said that reminds me of something I found that's amazing that exists. I think in Oregon or something. Um, it is Winifred. I just looked it up. Uh, it's Stripperoki. There, there's a strip club that does karaoke at the strip club. <laughs> nice. That's kind of cool. That's yeah. a different take on it. Yeah, uh, nice. So we'll just remind her that anybody who comes in to get them to sign the guest book. <laughs> and if they're famous, picture on the wall or autograph, you know, for a portrait. Oh, that's why they got to sign the uh, the uh, the guest book. So anybody who's anybody, Dapper has a signature. Yeah, but a lot of uh, your guests seem to have strangely erotic names like Master Bader and uh, a lot of like China. Yeah, Barry McCockner. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of names like that in your guest book. You find. Oh, that's fine. It's just a passion project. It's nothing too serious. Well, I will be. Ingolf will be uh, doing his profession, uh, soldiering for the uh, kingdom. Mm-hmm. Well, you are. Uh... Uh, protector of the realm or defender of the realm. Yeah, you're all knighted, so so you mm-hmm. definitely can do that, and you have some authority in that regard. So you could actually even take some people out with you, and um, and do that job. So I guess you'd be like arresting people, chasing down bandits that pop up. Um, there certainly is going to be some banditry since a lot of. Uh, I guess from all the chaos and displacement of people and whatnot. I will restore peace to the peninsula of well, Mother Cove. And also being uh, being a knight of the realm with, you know, a small contingent with you, that's, that's a great yeah. way to go check on those damn um, the theocracy people down south. That was my ulterior motive. That was my ulterior motive. Yeah, you can show up, you know, as a regular old police force, just stopping by to see how everything's going. Absolutely. 
Yes, the the theocracy people are no longer in uh, Hamlet. Good. However, their flags are still flying there. Um, okay. And the people seem to now be fairly devout followers of the divine light. There, religion has become fairly popular. Well, that is what it is. Hamlet. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh. So, Blake, in your travels, uh, as you are traveling around, someone mm-hmm. comes across and says, "Oh, you were uh, you were going along with that fellow with a ship, Moon." Yes. Oh, you happen to see him. I would check Nutter Pirate's Cove. Yeah, so you were there. He wasn't there. We, we've we been there. We have some business with that man. Did you check at hey, the bar in Not stitches. a Pirate's Cove? Snitches get stitches. <laughs> Did you Did check you what? At the bar in Pir- Not a Pirate's Cove. Yeah, so that was the first place we checked. He's got, like, you... any twist. He's got a long, like, handlebar mustache that he's twisting. As he's saying it. Yeah, then I'll ask him if he checked the alley beside the bar, passed out in said alley, and not a pirate's go. Mm. We'll have to check there as well. Mm. Well, if you do see him, would you restrain him for us? We could pay you. Can you roll me a bluff check, Don? Nope, no, never mind. I'm not going to pass it. Uh... I can't roll on your character anyway. Yeah. You could pay a fair bounty. Yes, indeed. If I find him and I'm able to restrain him, I'll put him in the nearest uh, holding cell. Are you lying? Probably. Uh-huh. Hmm. He looks at you disapprovingly. Oh. I, I figured he was asking me that directly, and that's why I just responded, probably. Because that's what I would say. Oh. No, I was asking as the GM. <laughs> oh, no. I was answering his question. <laughs> oh. Well, he um, turns away from me at that point. Well, good day, sir. You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, who is... Okay, Orthus, you're or Yabu, I should say. You're at not a pirate scope, right? Uh, yes. Currently, I will be at not my pirate scope. What are you doing there? Uh, mostly my usual training and stuff, but I'm also rebuilding my shrine. Anything that was damaged in the attacks and whatnot. Okay. At some point while you're doing that, a man walks up to you with handlebar mustache. And he says, good day, sir. I see you are very busy. Could I have a moment of your time? Yeah, sure. What, what, is, it you want, what is it you need, kind sir? Do you, do you wish to convert to St. Smegma? Oh, I have some questions about your friend Moon. Have oh. you seen him lately? No, I can't say I have. Have you checked the bar? <laughs> yes, I've checked the bar and the alley next to the bar and the other bars in town. 
Seems he is not what here. Hmm. Yes, I've not seen him. Last I saw him, he was at the strip club. That was three weeks ago. Mm. Well, thank you for your time. And he no walks problem. away. All right. Uh, then Dapper, you're at your strip club, right? I, I imagine that's what you're doing, or no? Yeah. Rebuilding your client base. I mean, clearing <clears throat> yeah. out the undead bodies and all that. More, more importantly. Oh, they've been gone for a while. There were workers yeah. that, that did that. Making sure everything is spick and span. Yeah, it's got to be a health code. Well, there is the health code. As you're getting everything ready, you hear a knock on the door to the strip club. Dapper goes over and says, how many times do I have to tell people there's an open door policy? Opens the door. Ah, I was unaware of your policy. You see, I'm new to this place. And you see a man with a handlebar mustache. He says, may I have a moment of your time? You can have all the time you want. You are Dapper? Yes. I've heard of you. You know that your friend of yours, Moon, I have some questions about him. I plead the fifth. Whatever this is, I'm not involved. (laughs) Well, I heard that he was here a couple weeks ago. He happened to say where he was going. I don't know. Don't worry, I haven't really talked to him in a long time. Last time I talked to him, we were snuggling up against each other. The grace from the cold, cold night. Somehow I'm not surprised to hear that. Well, I will continue my search then. Good day, sir. You too. And he leaves. Um, Now, do you have any employees at your strip club at the moment? I would imagine I have at least one or two. Yeah. Um, so one of the girls... At least one dancer and one bartender. One of the girls, who is, will be the dancer in this case, kind of snickers and laughs after the guy goes out the door. Um, and she tells you, yeah... So, this whole thing was unbelievable. But I was on the ship with Moon. You know, he was looking for crew. I mean, you never really know what that man is asking for when he talks. I thought he just wanted some companionship on the ship. Which, I mean, he did, but... I didn't think I'd be crewing a pirate ship. Anyway. So, we wrote... we're out on the ocean, and we come up upon this ship that he seemed to be confident was full of treasure, some kind of merchant ship. And he got on the other ship. They didn't even resist. He, got, he went over to the other ship, you know, while trying to be dashing stupidly, like he always does. So adorable. But anyway, the crew just, it was just him. They had a crew of 50 men. They just dropped their weapons, acting like they were afraid. 
I mean, they were clearly acting. They were poor actors. But they acted like they were afraid, dropped their weapons, and handed him all of the loot on the ship. Just chests full of gold. Somehow. It was the most bizarre thing ever. So Moon, of course, took all of the treasure and buried it somewhere. Sounds I don't like Moon. remember where. And then we got back, and now that man that was just here and some others, and I've seen others too, have been asking around about him. I think, well, the rumor is, I should say, that the men, that that cargo was insured, and they purposefully let Moon steal it in order to collect the insurance expecting to then get it back from him later. But what they didn't know is that he would bury it on some random island. So now they're trying to find the treasure that they gave to him. Oh, God. That sounds 100% like Moon. Oh, Moon committed insurance fraud. Fucking Moon. Except I don't think he realized that's what he was doing. I think he thought that he was actually pirating you know this whole pirate <laughs> shtick so i don't even know that it's actually fraud worst I pirate think... ever but you have heard of him i walk into the strip club at this point and say did that strange i just ask you about moon yes and she tells you the really? whole story God, Ingolf will show up a day later with his uh, with his soldiers and drop by and be like, "Hey, someone's looking for Moon." Just so you guys know. Oh yeah, no. He yeah, we saw him. <laughs> I I tell the whole story again. <laughs> I guess we have to go try and save Moon's ass now. Fuck an asshole. But he's our asshole. Yeah, that's true. So that's what Moon was doing while you guys were off on your adventures. Nice. Okay. Well, the funny thing about this exact situation is, John, you're going to be playing Moon uh, in the next yes. arc, right? <laughs> yes. That lined up perfectly. Thomas is off. Everybody else is here together looking for Moon. Yay! <laughs> so, All right. Would you like them to find you now or find you in the in the first section ne- session next time, John? Oh, well, let's do that first session next time. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, now I guess uh, we can do the uh, side adventure. Yeah, because yeah. that, yeah. that right there is like the perfect segue into, you know, pairing the meeting the party back up. All right. Well, we should explain to our listeners what's going on. So, yes. Now, as we explained before, we are rotating DMs for this because none of us like to DM for that long. So, in order to keep it going, we're passing we're passing this campaign around like a Vietnamese whore <laughs> and um, taking turns. So, so my portion and my arc of the story is now finished. And we're now going to uh, take a step back 
about a month, I think you said, right? And about we're going to do sort of a side story. The same setting, the same uh, world, the same events, different characters. Um, and I think, what was how, how long was it again? And, uh, I ain't here. How long ago? How long ago? Yeah, I know we're stepping back in time. Yeah, back in time about a month. Oh, about a month. So that would oh, be so when happens, most of the party this was happens dead. during all of the all of the party downtime. Yeah. Oh, okay. During the party downtime. Okay. Right. Well, actually, it would perfectly fit for around the time the Ecclesian Order, as you've stated, went and mopped up the excursion in the kingdom. That's where it's taking place initially. In the king, you guys mopped up. Or I'm sorry, not the kingdom, the Republic. Oh, okay. All right. That's where we'll be starting, starting. this. Yeah. A separate. It's kind of, I, I, the way I'm seeing it is in sometimes you're reading like a book or watching a show and you're following the main story and then all of a sudden it switches to like something, another group of people and characters. Yes. You're like, well, what the fuck's going on? And then later on, you see how it all connects. Mm-hmm. And it's That's all... exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so. so that is what we're doing next. I don't know. We're, we're not starting that today, are we? Where are we? Well, we should start, I guess, making characters. Well, here. Yeah. This, is, uh, this will be an opportunity for us to actually incorporate our listeners into the the whole general thought process here. So Blake come up with, Oh, and actually this is all, this is perfect timing and everything. So uh, Blake, give the rundown. If you would give the rundown of characters, how it's going to work, everything like that real quick. And then, cause we still have room for another player. So we'll we run, do. we're going to run this, uh, the, the filler episode um, to get everything back on filler palette cleanser. And then by then, That'll give our listeners time to hear this, decide if they or uh, talk to us about joining, and so we can potentially have uh, backup another player. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's show our listeners how we what it sounds like for us to make characters. Go. What are the rules? Tell us the uh, story, Blake. Standard rules. Um as far as making a character. So 20 point by for your stats. And uh, you will all be making level 8 characters before your templates are added. So Since level 10 total? Huge. Level 10 total, yeah. So this will, uh, since these characters are going to be a little more unique. Uh, but yeah, 20 point by and... And from a mechanic standpoint, for those wondering, it's uh, we're using basically CR2 templates and applying them onto a base level 8 character, giving a CR10 character or level 10 character. So because I have a question. So, so the make-your-own-race mechanics with uh, Pathfinder. I, I think yeah. we all agreed we weren't going to use those during this, right? Me and John made a... Uh, me and John had a chat about what he's going to be doing. Oh, yeah, okay. Doing something a little bit special. Oh, okay. So, 
but I was going for the regular point costs, um, so I wouldn't have a CR2 starting point. Unless you want to do like a... So yours would just be level 10 then. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll just do that. I don't want to make any complications. But I'm not doing anything crazy with it, and I'm not power gaming it. It's just uh, it's a flavor thing. You'll see. My character is going to be a surprise for everyone. Yes. Because I think it'll be more fun that way. Yeah. All right. So for party building, what general roles will you be filling? If that, if um, you're comfortable revealing that early. DPS, I guess. Okay. Will you be a melee-er? Uh, range. <laughs> okay. So we have, if I remember correctly, we have Monk, whatever John is going to be, which is also DPS. Well, I, I don't mind player. telling you guys the class. It's uh, the class I'll be using is uh, I don't know the gun one, gunslinger. Oh, gunslinger. Okay, okay, yeah. gunslinger. Yeah, the class is well, not monk, really that gunslinger, a samurai, and a sorcerer. Is that yeah, what? You were... No, necromancer. That's what that was going to be. Well, Wait, so Dapper was a necromancer to begin with. Yeah, he, he's not know. the necromancer. He's a necromancer that the necromancer made. Yeah, I know. That's just funny. Well, and maybe we should tell uh, t- tell our listeners what the all right. Is. I don't think they know. So, to give the uh, cinematic flair, <laughs> your characters before we've finished building them anyway, in their level eight states have been called forth to stop this surge of undead coming from some portal that is opened in the plains, spilling forth undead. You join the force that marches to fight against this horde, and you seem to be overwhelming them. And then suddenly, a powerful wizard appears and raining down spells upon you and the force and press of the undead, your characters perish. And then, it seems like possibly minutes, possibly days have passed. You rise again, but now with a bloodlust and a hunger for the flesh of the living. You realize you are now, have joined the undead horde, you were fighting against. And you feel compelled by the force of this wizard leading the horde. That's what's happening. Yay, we're undead. <laughs> Which is what is funny about the fact that one of the characters is a necromancer <laughs> going out to well when you're when you're dealing with large necromant or necromant or ah, large undead armies like that maintaining control what you do is you create a boatload of uh of undead lieutenants that you can control and then they control undead yeah so it gives you a much much larger dice pool that's why necromancers sure. should never be allowed to have the leadership feet <laughs> oh <laughs> well damn there goes my idea <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, so he's a necromancer, but then gets dominated by another necromancer and turned into yeah. an undead. So it's like you're a necromancer that got turned into your own tool. I am completely all right with this. I am one with my creations. What if that was his entire goal the entire time was to eventually become undead? Yeah, it could be, yeah. I mean, that's what Lich is aimed for, and it looks like he found an easier way. Yeah. Shall we save what the undead creatures we are going to be for the first episode? Yeah, I, post, I posted it up in uh, the Discord. So, uh, What were the templates um, we were looking at? Lich, Grave Knight, and Ghost. Hey, so can I say my uh, my armor already has the Ghost Touch on it, so that way it just makes it easier? Oh, this is kind of funny. Um... Yeah, we can say um, three items you were carrying or three items that were in your possession gain the ghost touch property. Because you died in them. Yeah. Makes it a little easier so that way I can, you know, not have to worry about doing other things. Yep. Use your uh, use the standard, uh, standard um, wealth by level for level eight. Uh, but unfortunately, Dapper, only three items that you have gain the Ghost Touch property. Well, that's all I need. I don't need anything more. Okay. What would a ghost need for things? Uh, fun fact, though, I, I will have to say that um, you are only translucent, or only able to be translucent if you are naked. <laughs> oh, no. <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> Might have to rework some spells there. I mean, you can use invisibility on yourself, of course, and become invisible. But um, as far as your natural ghostly <laughs> translucence, it would only work if you're naked. Yeah, he can't walk through walls with his armor on. Yeah, he can't walk through walls with a uh, and and wear a hat. Wear a hat. Sorry. What for being okay. a ghost? Yeah. Oh hell yeah, you can. Really. You gotta Have dress you the corpse. Have not seen Scooby Doo? No, no, no. Uh, it's it's Pathfinder. That's the that's the Pathfinder stuff on it. Uh, the ghost template that you had showed us. Uh, one of the things was that all of their items were are also ghosts, and that the only way that they can carry items is if they put the like um like rings, you know, anything that's giving them a magical benefit. It's gotta the corpse has gotta wear it. Oh, so they have corpse. a corpse somewhere. Yeah, they've Where's got a corpse at? somewhere, and they have to put the they have to put the stuff on the corpse in order to wear it. So that's a vulnerability that too. That's a vulnerability too. Where's the yeah? But what it's if super I just put it in the bag of holding. Well, because if you also find the corpse, they can strip the armor off and make it easier. For yeah, them. but that's the other thing is it doesn't have to be like anything super fucking special. Just like he said, he can toss it in his bag of holding. Yeah, he can literally carry the corpse with him in his bag of holding. It's not but you can know you carry the bag of holding though. Exactly. Oh, that's okay. It's under the bag. grave trappings option. Wait, I found a way around it. What if I give one of you the bag of holding with my corpse in it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you you're the only incorporeal one, right? Or actually, hey, you can give your bag of holding your uh, one of your ghost touch items, and then you can carry it while you're a ghost. I... Wasn't someone playing like a suit of armor undead? 
Yeah. Yeah, somebody was. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, that was the samurai. Yeah, yeah, but you, uh, yeah, in order for you to get the benefit of um, of magic items, they've got to be on your corpse. Which is super yeah. cool. It's the yeah. grave trappings option. So. This just opens it up, so now I can actually do things. I mean, you're yes, quite literally immune to uh, anything that's on your corpse. You're immune to being disarmed from it. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be taken, nothing. Because it's on your corpse. It's got to be, but if it's removed from your corpse, then you lose it in your ghost form. So I have a question. Is oh, okay. To... So hold on, Dapper. So with this one, um, you can gain the effect of a number of items that you died with equal to your charisma modifier. You are continue to be able to use those items uh, with their spectral duplicates just as though they were the real things. They are treated as having ghost touch, and uh, and they act as being incorporeal themselves, um, being able to be manipulated by you. Uh, they're treated as part of your form, so you cannot be disarmed or removed from you, even by another ghost. But they uh -huh. are they are on your person. The actual items are on your corpse, so that makes your corpse a vulnerability. Not if no one knows where it is. <laughs> Shove the bag of holding up the corpse's ass. <laughs> you might like it. So, I have a question for the Grave Knight. Is there a way that if the Grave Knight is destroyed, they can coerce somebody to put it on? Like, No. No, okay. You can't coerce someone to put it on. Okay. Someone yeah, can be tricked into putting it on. Isn't okay. there uh, isn't there a degree of compulsion for people who uh, who take it or who wear it? Yeah, um, it, yeah. There's a whole like time frame for that. So if they yeah. wear it, I will eventually respawn as their as that body. They will cease to exist, and I'll become that body. Nice. Yes. I think I think that's how it's phrased, something along those. But it's that it's that idea. Anyone who treats the Grave Knight's armor as simply spoils both body and soul. Grave Knights rejuvenate when destroyed. Their bodies literally grow back with tendrils of undead flesh, coiling out from recesses in their armor like gruesome creepers. Unless opponents take pains to also obliterate the armor. These unholy strands have no objection to infesting a living host instead of producing a new body for their master. People who claim a Grave Knight's armor rarely recognize the threat until too late, as part of the magic of the rejuvenation makes wearers oblivious to the invasion of their own bodies. When they take the armor off to sleep, they overlook the puncture marks and deep fissures upon their skin. Some sinister instinct also causes them to conceal these wounds from their companions. Only, their, only the particularly observant and a DC 25 perception check Perceive the peril in time to fight to help their friend cast aside the armor. One yeah. D ten days, and then they have to make a will save or have their mind consumed. Yeah, DC equal to ten and a half. Grave Knight's HD plus the Grave Knight's charisma. Dude, that would be an awesome. That'd be a super fun one. Is to play um, to play a Grave Knight cult leader. <laughs> Yes. And like everybody in the cult, that's what you're 
you know, you are God, they worship you, and then, you know, if sometimes I'm destroyed. To, no, no, you're a God, so you're never, you're never destroyed. Oh, that's true. Yes. Sometimes I choose to shed this form, and it's your honor to be the next one to put the armor on, and I will be reborn again. <laughs> that would be an awesome evil campaign, like thing. That one would be great. Yeah. And with high enough know, charisma, so you could coerce people into the cult no matter what. Mm-hmm. That would be a hell of a campaign to play. <laughs> right? Let me have my charisma app. I think you need that. Hope I get better now. Oh, and of course, you got to focus on, yeah, you stack charisma and go a um, an evil paladin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And stack fucking charisma and be like, I'm your god. I am your god. Yeah, I I, pu- I pumped all my points in charisma after I did the rolls. So I'm at 17 charisma, so plus three base ability. Nice. Yeah, you guys can build the characters in Fantasy Grounds, and I will apply templates from there. Yeah. And what does the Lich template add? It's the same. Uh, CR plus two. I know it gives a paralyzing touch, right? Oh. What does it add? Okay. Um, uh, you get the Lich Rejuvenation. Lich has a touch attack uh, as a natural weapon. Uh the Lich's touch attack deals negative energy, 1d8 plus 1 point per 2 hit die possessed by the Lich. Uh, Can't that also be transferred to a weapon held? Not that touch attack, but the paralyzing touch. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, the touch attack and the paralyzing touch, they do not transfer through weapon. Hmm. I thought we were looking uh, at that as transferring the paralyzing. That's where the paralyzing touch had a transfer. That was for the ghoul one. Oh, that's for the ghoul. Okay. Yeah. That was for that weird third-party ghoul one. We've nerfed that one. Okay. Uh, you also get a fear aura. Always fun. And you get a plus eight racial bonus on perception, sense motive, and stealth. Those are not a bad combos. Um, what is, yep. and what is it you got off of, or what's the stat bonus on it? Plus two intelligence, wisdom, charisma. And your fear order is, is a 60 foot radius. Uh, will save or become frightened. Uh, if you're over five hit die, will save or become shaken. Uh, DC is... Uh, natural uh, 10 half hit die plus charisma modifier. Uh, same thing for also your paralyzing touch. And the number of rounds are equal to your hit die. Oh, nice. For the fear aura. Jesus. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> You also gain dark vision 60 feet plus 5 natural armor. Now I see why I was looking at that for a monk. 
Yeah. Uh, paralyzing uh, touch. What's the uh, what's the cooldown on it? Uh, what's the what's the use of it? Any living creature hit with your touch attack, uh, fortitude save or become permanently paralyzed. Remove paralysis or any spell that can remove a curse uh, is the target, right? Effect cannot be dispelled. Uh, Anyone... Paralyzed by the Lich may seem dead, but a DC 20 perception or 15 heal check reveals that you're still alive. Nice. Oh, and you always treat Climb, Disguise, Fly, Intimidate, Knowledge Arcana, Knowledge Religion, Perception, Sense Motive, and Spellcraft and Stealth as class skills. Jesus. Those become permanent class skills. Now, how often... So how often so the um, paralyzing touch is said whenever you has no attack. use per day. It's tied to your touch attack. Yes, and is it referring to just any touch attack, or is it referring to the other touch attack ability? The lich negative energy touch attack, which is I a natural know. weapon. What is that? Read that to me, please. A lich has a touch attack. It can be used once per round as a natural weapon. Okay, a lich fighting, yeah. A lich fighting with, huh? Sorry. A lich fighting with. A lich fighting without weapons uses its natural weapons if it has any, in addition to its touch attack, which is treated as a primary natural attack. It replaces one claw or slam. If the creature has any, a lich armed with a weapon uses its weapon normally and can use the touch attack as a secondary natural weapon. Okay. So that just adds to. It basically gives you one. If you're, if you weren't something that had natural weapons, you now have a natural weapon as a primary or a secondary that deals negative energy damage and has a paralyzing touch. Not bad. Yeah. So that could be the first hit in your flurry of blows. Right. It would be one hit if you were using monk natural yeah. uh, monk natural attacks. Yeah, but a permanent. Permanent paralysis, that's not bad. No. I wonder how many other people have thought Lich, Monk, yes. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Lich Lich Monk. So the uh the monk charisma variant. Mm-hmm. That is the that uh, is... uh 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 touch the... like that. Yeah, scaled fist. There you go. So that one is. Let's see. Someone's got the wisdom. Now, on that one, did um, does charisma? Does it say that charisma replaces everything wisdom will uses wisdom uses or what was that one? Does your will say is? I know it gives you charisma all your monk abilities, right? Since we are going ahead with the, I'll read it for you specifically. Well, this is one Sam uses, right? But no. Like, he didn't go no, with no. the skilled fist I use archetype. Mark, not this archetype. Yeah, hmm. but he's using the 
scaled fist uh, fighting styles. Oh, okay. Because they're not bad. Mm-hmm. But the... They're better than bad, they're good? Yeah, they're better than bad, they're good. It's like log. Any of the Scaled Fist mm-hmm. class abilities that make calculations based off of wisdom, including bonus feats with DCs or uses per day, such as Stunning Fist, but not wisdom-based skills or any will saving throws, are instead based on your charisma. Ah, okay. How is a monk's will saving throw? Uh, one of your good saves. Hmm. <clears throat> Monks have great saves, though. Let's see. So, if I do a Charisma Monk, dump a fun amount into Charisma, because that's the DC of my my Paralysis anyway. Yeah, one of the unfortunate things of the Scaled Fist archetype is you lose Still Mind. Which is? Um, Still Mind, that is... Plus two bonus on saving throws against enchantment spells and effects. But sadly, still mind is one of the requirements for any of the monk. Um, any kind of... For some feats and things, it's a requirement. And wow. some of the prestige classes, it's also a requirement. And the only way you get it is from the monk class. Well, that makes it awkward. Yeah. But I don't think that that's going to be a big deal for you, based off what your game plan is. <laughs> I was still working out my game plan. What did you think my game uh, plan was? Going for a lynch monk, focused on paralyzing things. Oh yeah, no, no, that was that was my game plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nope. That was it. Yep. So basically, I just focus. Um. Monks don't have a way to uh, to shift decks to damage, do they? Mm, I don't oh, they think do. so. They do. There is a um, there is a slashing feat that applies to commas. Oh yeah, yeah. And commas count as natural weapons or whatever monk weapons. Yes. Yeah. Any of the monk weapons can be used. Uh, proficiently with uh, key. Well, I was trying to I was trying to uh, think of a way to get dexterity to damage um, Ooh, okay. using a monk weapon, and the best way would to do it would be to uh, the slashing one with comma. Yeah, and I deliver my paralyzing touch in a flurry of blows, where I'm slashing the fuck out of them. That sounds fun. I like that. <laughs> Yep, that's going to be the build. And you were going for a samurai? Yes. Sweet. Full pre armor, a Nodachi, and a longbow is what I have so far. Ooh. I'm not sure about Nodachi. John's got his secret squirrel situation. Yeah. I'm playing a squirrel. A secret squirrel. Oh, so we're starting level 8 CR 10. Are we starting with the the level 10 
gold? No, level eight. Oh, you died at level eight. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Monks are actually really cheap to outfit until you take crazy shit. What did you get? I got an amulet of mighty fists. Oh, okay. And a monk's rope. That's it. And a ring of. Oh no, that was just measuring. Never mind. Normally, I would get a ring of sustenance, but uh, yeah, undead. <laughs> Don't gotta worry about that. Plus one character. What standard should I get? Like what the the banner for? Oh. I have never played a samurai, just so you know. Yeah, depending which one would be the best idea. What, what, uh, how are they different from a fighter? Like, what are they? They're kind of like a cavalier fighter. Uh, oh, I think I remember you telling me that now. Oh, aren't they like teamwork yeah, beats yeah, or some shit? Yeah, uh, for the fleet standard, uh, land speed by five. Jinx, uh, bypass, uh, castle level check. Plus one bonus on them. A knave plus two dodge bonus. And a stalwart plus two morale bonus. So challenge works kind of like smite does. They get the mount. They get an order like cavaliers do also. Um, uh, resolve. Banner. Fleet standard sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, extra that dodge, extra. The dodge bonus and the morale bonus, I mean, those kind of bonuses are really fucking pimp. Because they yeah. stack. And it's hard to get stacking bonuses in those stack. Yeah. Just saying. Throwing it out there. Yeah, fleet standard sounds like it would be the best one all around. You say fleet yeah. standard? Fleet. Yeah. yeah, fleet. Gives you a plus like five that. movement speed bump. Uh, plus one oh. dodge bonus to AC. No, not the thing you stick up your butt when you're constipated. I actually was thinking of like a fleet of ships. Oh. But okay. <laughs> I know that you like to think about my butt a lot, so. I do. <laughs> see why you would go there. <laughs> it's okay. We can't blame Blake. I don't. At ninth level, you can spend a samurai resolve point to turn a crit into a normal hit. Nice. Ooh. I crit him. No, you didn't. <laughs> I think you're right, Blake. I think fleet is the one to go with because it has. That sounds the... like the best one all the way around. Yeah. Yeah, because it has the five movement speed plus a one dodge bonus. At level yeah. 14, you get the plus 2 morale. Well, at level 10, you get uh, uh, the bonus to the speed increases by 5 feet. Yeah, that is a, and then it, looking like the best one. Yeah, movement is very important. So, And then at level 14, uh, the uh, plus 2 morale bonus on reflex saves mm -hmm. against AoEs. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure proficient. Okay. I'm thinking about whether I should go with a sword and a shield or a two-handed sword. They already have the full plate armor. You're not playing a very good samurai. 
What do you mean? Samurai don't Samurai. use shields. Samurais don't use oh, swords unless Samurais don't use swords unless they absolutely have to. Considered an insult to have to draw your sword on somebody because you should have been able to shoot them before they got to you. Also true. I am literally just talking Shipley, whatever kind of samurai you want. No, that absolutely is that is true. Yeah, that you is should have been able to, to shoot them. Yeah, well, the, the samurai the samurai were uh, were most proud of their skills with the bow, especially while mounted. Oh. Yeah, and, they're mounted archery. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking guns, and I'm like pretty sure samurai were around long before guns. Yeah. But you meant like bow. Okay. Yeah. That makes more I sense. believe samurais were still around when guns came in not not battling, but they were still an honorable title when guns came to be. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. they uh, also, they literally saw the last samurai. fought a whole revolution trying to stop guns from being. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but uh, but also here's a fun note. Um, due to the time frames of everything, a samurai, um, while fighting that war, could have actually called Abraham Lincoln on the phone. <laughs> yeah. That tells you. That tells you about those time. How like different they seem, but they're really not. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, technically, there could have been samurai fighting in in uh, in the Civil War. That's true. That would have been amazing. That needs right? to be a movie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, it's like the opposite of uh, of the Last Samurai. <laughs> Instead of uh, the American going to school the the japanese on war fighting it's the japanese samurai coming to the united states to try and school us yeah the union army like, or something I, while i appreciated that movie the last samurai for what it was as far as like a period piece i mean come on i don't remember it that well but what year did the movie take place was it before or after the civil war yeah after. um yeah, that one was after. after. Um, because the main character had fought in the Civil War. Oh, I know. <clears throat> like if they wanted to do like a real, like based off of true story type of thing, they should do like a uh, an Afro samurai style because that is actually a thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, the black samurai. <laughs> yeah. Please no. <laughs> that's true it's true history john yeah there's so much of that shit like i know <laughs> oh, oh a glorious black man over and over again but uh i, I don't know I, I i don't remember the movie that well but i remember i remember tom cruise got shot all the shit in the end <laughs> yes <laughs> The only Tom Cruise did movie he, I like better than The Last Samurai. Yeah. No, he no, did not no, die. He lived. he lived. But the uh, the only Tom Cruise movie I like better than Last Samurai is uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Because Tom Cruise just fucking dies so many times in that movie. It's great. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he doesn't die that often. No. He's always the badass do-everything do hero. He comes close to death, but not die. 
Yeah, that's what's great about Edge of Tomorrow is he gets to be his little I'm a badass superhero and just fucking dies over and over and over and over again. I don't know, it just seems funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking like Yeah, I, I think the Civil War would have been a shitty war to have to be in. No shit. And uh you know, a lot of that is due to the fact that it was you know, so long ago and technology and all that, right? If it makes me think like 50 years from now, somebody's going to think back to the Iraq war and be like, oh, I'm glad I didn't have to fight in that war. It makes me wonder what war is going to be like. Right. That people will think, I mean, it, it always sucks, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll be like, yeah, back in the day when their actual troops actually went to the oh right the countries they were fighting in, <laughs> right? They'll all be like robots or some shit. Then people will just be it'll be like a FPS, I guess. Mm-hmm. Something. Oh, see, you know what? I'm thinking of it right now. That would be the greatest fucking game ever. The ability to upload your consciousness, like remote link your link your consciousness into a robot. Robot. Yeah. yeah, and then just, you know just play fucking Halo or something like that. Yeah. Do you still feel pain normally? Because that seems like it might suck. Well that like cut off or some shit. Yeah, see, I would say I would say you would feel like a micro. Oh, like tone it down. Yeah. yeah, tone it down to the point where you know getting decapitated is like being punched in the neck. Oh, okay, yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, although you know, there'd have to be something in place like from uh, Sword Art Online, uh, like or not Association, Sword Art Online, Alfheim Online, where the there's a pain. Uh, disruptor in there. Yeah, you'd have to have some cheap robots, though, because that's true. Like that seems like that would be expensive to get your robot's head chopped off, and then yeah, yeah, you're gonna robot. Any guy, right? you guys well, remember that old movie from I didn't back say in the day? Is, I didn't say this is a poor people's sport. Okay. Mm. What um, movie are you talking about? Um, uh, was it Jock Spots or something like that, or Robot Jocks? <laughs> And basically, wars were fought by the countries built big mechas, and they went to an arena, and they fought, and then whoever won in the arena was the one who basically won the war. That's how they decided wars. <laughs> oh, see, that'd be fine. I mean, not, <laughs> I mean, not, not, than not that solving scale. Solving with a children's card game. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun to that scale, but it would be, it would be overall fun. You know? <laughs> yeah, that would be nice if wars could be decided... Like without actual killing each other, but I don't see that happening because ultimately somebody's just going to be butt hurt about losing, and then they're just going to go start killing people anyway. And a lot of times, conflicts just start with regular people attacking each other, like before armies get involved. In a lot of instances. Yeah. <clears throat> well. 
Usually there's civil unrest before there's war, I guess. War is what I'm saying. I don't think that you would take... Because war, I mean, to some degree... I mean, I, I'm not talking about what the United States has been doing for the past, like, 30 or 50 years or whatever. But war in the context of, like, two nations actually wanting to fight each other, you know, like the old European wars and the world wars, etc. Like, that's a culmination of a lot of tension between different nations. And I can't see some kind of, any kind of arena contest alleviating that pressure. So I think that it wouldn't work. Yeah. I they mean, a robot, a robot MMA would be fucking awesome, but... It would be fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, ro robots, yeah, ro giant mechs to, uh, to end war disputes would not work. No. I mean, a giant mech robots like as tools of war could happen, but I don't think so because just tracks yeah. are so much more efficient and tanks are just far more efficient than uh, legs and like, Well, but then oil. but then also something that large is just so vulnerable. <laughs> I mean <laughs> any fuck any any donkey can drop a mortar on the top of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not practical. Hey, it's cool. Just... What was that? Oh, is this the end of the night, basically? Oh, yeah, we're just talking, uh, about we're just talking until so. we're done. Uh, well, I do actually have to get going. Okay. No problem. Hey, if you need to wrap the podcast up there, if you want. Yeah, if you need a hand with anything, Dapper, just reach out. I'll give you a hand with anything you need throughout the week. So, yeah, hey, I'll, I'll try to see if I, I can scramble another computer because mine's still down. Oh, yeah, that's you, right, your computer's still down. Um, you yeah. might have to put your character down on paper first or something. Mm -hmm. Well, I have all the spells that I want and everything already written down. I just have to do everything else. Okay, oh, well, it's so hold nice on. to not have to do with spells this time. Whew. Hold on. Dapper, do you have your ability scores the way you wanted them? No, I haven't done that one yet. Okay. Uh, just let me know what you wanted your base race to be, what you wanted your original ability scores to be, and what class were you going with? Sorcerer or wizard? Uh, or... I think sorcerer. Sorcerer. Okay. Yeah, just send me that stuff and I'll get started on it for you so that way you can just fill in the details. Okay. All right. Let's see you. See ya. Oh, silly question. If yeah. If going to be fighting the characters, are these going to be mythic? Because that changes shit a lot. Um, yeah. We will not get to that yet. <laughs> okay. But yes, potentially, based off how you guys do this arc, these may be opponents for the main characters. Or they could so come out. <laughs> and I will so have already seen how you use these people. Do I do I create all right, well the the creation question is do I create this with mythic in mind? With mythic in mind? Oh, who knows? Oh, you're a cock whore. Yes. <laughs> Fuck out, man. Why <laughs> would I tell you out. that now? <laughs> so we can play. So that I know to properly plan? 
I mean, there's all kinds of different routes you guys could go with these characters. Who knows? Motherfucker. <laughs> all right, so I mean, I'm committing and to... Technically, I mean, let me just say, technically, in my opinion, letting you guys know that all these characters are going to die and then be raised back to the dead, that was kind of letting you guys in because I know that most of you are probably going to take advantage of that when you assign your ability scores now. <laughs> To be honest, yes, I have done that. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just a fucking monk. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I well, even your have scores the you, same way I would for done, a monk. You, but you picked your class to jive with the the undead aspect. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, and I knew I'm that not, would happen, John. It's okay. I knew that would happen. I was in a monk anyway. Yeah, I picked a monk, but I um I knew yeah. that would happen, John. But at the same time, I also knew that in some cases, you know, having that happen would actually fuck a character over hardcore. So I, mean, I was just being facetious. I was just being facetious about it. <clears throat> I was being facetious. Yeah, like I mean, you, you just like saying facetious. Facetious. It is a fun word. Sorry, like, I, am lit, I am lit as fuck because I went after a second bowl once we stopped playing. Oh. So yeah. yeah. Hit me up to hit me up tomorrow, Don. I got a nice um uh, be smoking a nice fat one tomorrow. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Oh, you should have tried some of these fucking edibles I got a hold of. Kayla got 50 milligram ones. Oh, dude. I'm, uh... Yeah, this weekend I had a 200 milligram gummy worm. Ooh. Right? She said that they had... Yeah, that's, uh... That's either... that's when I'm falling asleep on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh... falling asleep on the phone? That'll lay anybody out on the floor. Yeah, the... One of the times that I was doing that was because I'd had an edible. Oh. Like a monster. A monster edible? Yeah. Like your underwear? Oh my god, Don, yeah. I just figured something out. What? Remember the whole problem with barbarians pre-level 15? Because you can be fatigued, right? Yeah. Undeads don't have that problem. That is correct. <laughs> a Grave Knight Barbarian. Um, I believe Grave Knight armor is heavy armor is the problem. I don't think it has to be, does it? I'm pretty sure it does. It has to be. It has to be fully metal. Oh yeah, it does. It has to be fully metal. So technically, mithril breastplate. Mithril breastplate. (laughs) Mithril breastplate would work. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Still wouldn't work out that well until you could, until it's a swift rage. I mean, you're not dead, immune to fatigue. So, yeah, it works out. It works out if you pick it up at level one. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, see, I don't think you could have an undead. So, do they not have a constitution score like constructs? Yes, they do not have have a constitution constitution score. score. What happens is intelligent undead. 
use their charisma modifier instead of their constitution for uh, for everything constitution applies to. Oh, so there's something you could do because kineticists, I think, go on constitution, right? But they also mechanics rely on taking some dual damage, which I don't think funded or immune to. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Yeah, we we looked it up before, John. It was uh, it was there was a ruling on it that if you can't take it, you can't use the ability. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I, I figured that that was addressed. Yeah, that one was addressed directly. Um, so so there's really, no which analysis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the undead kineticist. Oh man, that would suck if you if uh, like Blake, if you hadn't said. Dead. If you hadn't exactly. said it, that you're going to turn a dead and someone made a kineticist. Exactly. I figured that's not like, a good move because sorry. some things do get nerf batted to hell based off that. So it's not appropriate yeah. for some things. When him and I first talked about it, I had made the point of my characters are so specific and reliant on shit that if you flip me to undead, it might literally just make my character pointless. Yeah. yeah. So constitution affects the Construct durability? Uh, no, um, constructs normal durability. Constructs don't have durability. Un yeah. Or, uh, intelligent undead use their charisma modifier for it instead. Yeah. Oh, I think the next okay. character I make is just going to be like a cart driver. Perfect. <laughs> so my charisma will help with that. Okay, good. Because I have eight constitution. <laughs> um. Now I will say for there are some intelligent constructs, and I believe um, they use charisma in the same fashion uh, as undead do for their uh, fortitude saves and things like that. But um, those are few and far between. And also, yeah, I'm not seeing anything in the treasure section or anything on this grave guide that says it has to be heavy armor. See, there you go. Oh, nice. What does it say about the armor? Uh, in the treasure section, unbreakable connection with the armor. May senses they actually are the armor. Uh, so remains. The risk you to wear until cleanse. This armor usually has magical properties. Professional warriors and live grave knights also tend to have the best and most magical weapons they can acquire in death. However, aside from a few trophies, grave knights have literal interest in baubles or trinkets, generally passing them onto their minions. Yeah, and well, and since it is your phylactery, if for all intents and purposes, you would definitely want it to be. Oh yeah, very high quality. Armor. Yeah, yes, the highest, most magical armor I can get. <laughs> yeah. So all I did was full plate because I don't know what else to do for that. There is uh, oriental armor options also if you wanted to go full okay. in depth. See Charlie. Are we still recording? Yeah, we are recording. Cool. I'll get some coffee. Yeah. Ooh, that was my plate. If even if you want to just do a quick down and dirty, I mean, you can say full plate is basically you know uh, samurai's full armor, but there are Sorry. actual. <laughs> Specific armors that they did for. Um, yeah, 
just looking on here, I see three, three uh, armors of Japanese names. Trying to check what those are. Yeah, the Oyori is basically the great armor. Yeah. That's chain armor. Plus eight armor bonus, max dex of plus two. Ah, Oyori is the proper armor. Yeah, that's the great armor. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Oyori. Do I have to have an archetype, or is that just a extra thing with me on there? Uh, you don't have to, no. I am going to keep the Odachi. Maybe have a like a small small blade with me as well. Just in case I somehow get uh, disarmed. And that is right. Uh, samurais were mostly known for archery, so I'll keep. Does Kamikaze Longbow have to have anything specific, or? I will say, Sword Saint's a pretty nice one. You have yes, a, I you was have looking high, at that. You have a high strength modifier. High strength modifier. Uh, I have no modifier for strength. Okay, yeah, no, not composite one. Well, then, <laughs> yeah, I was looking at sword Satan as well, because that's really nice. So you don't have uh, you don't have a strength modifier. No, I don't know why I didn't put it in there, but I've already made the right choices where they are. What's your strength? Eleven. Okay. Um. Then yeah, any bow will work fine. Uh. Once you oh. start increasing your strength, um. Then you you're gonna want a composite. Yeah. Wait, you were going for Grave Knight, right? Yes. You realize they get a massive bump to strength, right? Ooh, new no, didn't. Plus six. Oh damn! What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What class is he playing? Samurai. Oh, because that... So, I guess I will do a composite. You can do a whole build around just jacking things up with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's why my first first thought was barbarian. (laughs) Right? But no samurai works armor. just as well. Samurai works just as well. Yeah. Oh, I was. No I was light armor is more than proficient. I was thinking uh, barbarian with a uh, with a splash of alchemist. <laughs> so I don't know how to calculate the gold for the samurai. I tried looking it up on Google. Is only oh, no, no, starting no. off. You gold? do standard wealth by level. Hold on. Yeah, character wealth by level. Oh, okay. Because I'm thinking most of this armor and stuff comes from my training. So it won't be much right. of a... You guys start with... Um, so you guys are at level 8. 33,000 gold pieces. Yeah, so you just buy the armor and weapons and everything like that out of that 33,000. you do... Yeah, I'm just mostly doing that to see what uh, I can do for ma- uh, boosting the magic and stuff on them. Well, you're definitely going to... Uh, plus one is super cheap on the armor. Um, mm-hmm. If you wanted to kick it up to a plus two, 
or a plus one with ability. There's a lot of really cool level one abilities in that too. Um, if you've got any spell casting, spell storing is a cute one. I don't think Samurai can use spells. No, they don't. Um, well, in that case, uh, I mean, if you plan on partying with uh, with spellcasters, then that makes it even more brutal. I don't think we have a spellcaster though. No, we do. We got the we do. Uh, yeah, yeah we the one one spellcaster. We have the necro hamster. Yes. <laughs> so what, what so, does masterwork um, do exactly? Is that better than plus one or no? No, masterwork no. is required to be plus one. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's basic weapons, then there's masterwork weapons, which means they're of exceptional quality. And then those weapons of exceptional quality can be made magical. Ooh, okay. I'll put plus one on everything. Enchantment. Um, let's see. What enchantment I can put on it? Qualification? Ooh, oh, cool. At third level, samurai levels count as fighter levels for those feats. Cool. <clears throat> Oh, nice. What's a good material? Mm. Yeah, like, what's a good material for an undead type character? Good material? Good what do you mean? For the armor. For the armor. They'll keep it the most, the strongest it can be. Alright, so what's your dexterity? Uh, my dexterity is. 14, plus 2. Hold on. You still have to add in, also, your bonuses. Which is nothing. It gives you nothing towards dexterity. So, (laughs) So Grave Knight gives no dex? No dex. Okay. Alright. So, um, what did you say it was? 14? Yes. Uh, Mithril might be an option. Just because that might or uh, that might lower it enough that you can actually use some of your deck modifier. Because right now with a with a full plate, I don't think you. I think the max decks on that is zero, isn't it? Plus one. Oh, plus one. Oh yeah. So then, um, yeah, Mithril would bump that up to plus three. So when you do something to okay. increase your decks, you'll actually get not only reflex bonus out of it, but um, but armor class out of it still. Okay. Cool. Me throw. Yeah. That way well, you can make the most out of your... Adamantine is, is sexy as shit, too. Adamantine? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, just stack some fucking damage reduction on you. Oh, that's actually probably better. Because my thinking is, I want to protect the armor as much as possible because it is a phylactery. And since I'm always walking around the phylactery... I want to protect it as best I fucking can. If that's your goal, go with adamantine. If you want mm-hmm. to get any, if you want to be able to use ranged attacks effectively, or at least close to effectively, you would want to go with the mithril to make the most out of your dex bonus. And I just want to throw out there for the record, contrary to what you might think, your character is not set in stone right now. Yeah, you yeah. Change your stat, so because if you go if you go adamantine, adamantine, there's no point in having any more than twelve decks. 
Yeah. So you can take those two points out of decks and put them into strength. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you take those two points out, just uh, remember that you can't use them toward, I mean, because you still, even though you're using the heavy armor, you still get the reflex save out of it and you still get the, uh, out of the extra decks and the initiative. Yeah. I think I also have combat reflex. I chose the combat reflex as feet. Not all of our supposed to. Yeah, if your dex bonus is plus one, there's no point in taking combat reflexes. <laughs> ah, Blake, can you create a new character for me? Are you going to make this new character? Yes, I just need you to put a new one on the character list. New character. And assign it to... Cleared owner. It just says name. Oh, perfect. You might as well assign it to you, though. I'm outside smoking, so I'm going to need you to fill it out. You asshole. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I just thought that'd be good. Your clan house of party's flag. I put your name Ooh. in there. There you go. That's actually really fucking good. What? Flag bearer feet. As, you, as long as you hold your clan, house, or party's flag, members of the allegiance within 30 feet who see the flag gain plus one morale bonus on attack rolls. Oh, nice. Yeah. And since you're going to be carrying around a flag anyway. Yeah. Exactly. So I'll do that. Uh, put those two points into strength. Yeah, I was looking at the samurai class. It's actually not bad. But you're trying Ooh. to do a lot of things. That's the problem. You're trying to do a lot of things. Yeah, I had I'm kind of a status booster while still being an attacker. Yeah. If you're kind of having a hard time figuring out what kind of order you wanted to follow as your samurai order, the Ronin is not a bad idea. I think that's what I chose actually. Oh, maybe not. that's what I was going to choose. Um, Order of the Warrior is also not bad. Yeah, those are like the two usual samurai orders. Impervious on the armor. Extra bit of... Now... I think we're going to make these plus one as well. John, if you just want to send me a message with the stuff you want me to put on there, I can start up a character sheet for you. Oh, no. Oh, you're talking to John. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's just a Don, and I was like, no, I was just fucking with you. I'm doing it right now. Oh, no. I'm, yeah, I was talking to John. You talk to John as much as you want. Will, thank you very much. <laughs> so after making all three of my weapons plus one, my armor plus one, and maintaining an impervious, how much does that take out of the gold? The gold? I'll look it up. Hoping you guys are not off to my off the top of your head. Yeah, I don't remember that specific of information. I look it up every time. I mean, I can guess. What did you say you were looking at? Uh, I made so I made all my weapons plus one, made my armor right. plus one impervious and so plus, so plus one weapon is um is plus one for the cost or the the weapon itself. Um, you're looking at three hundred to make it masterwork. And then uh, plus one for a weapon is uh, bonus. It's bonus squared. Bonus squared times two. 
So two thousand gold plus the uh, plus three hundred plus cost of the weapon. Okay. Excellent, Raji is my best one. That's for getting people off my own stuff. Using my own. Okay, and you know what I'm Not actually finding prices. 35 gold. Rock is Um, Adam, uh, what? You're doing heavy armor? Yes. For a heavy armor to be made out of adamantine, it costs an extra 15,000 gold pieces, just so you know. Oh, okay, so I'm not going to do that then. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I'll have enough. Yeah, that's that's expensive. I'll still keep it impervious, though, because that's good. Heavy armor uh, made out of mithril is an extra 9,000 gold pieces. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure it out. It's okay. It's 35 for base price. It's 50 for base price. So now I said 2300 plus the price of the weapon to make them master to make them plus one. Say what? They're 2300 plus the price of the weapon to make them plus one. Oh, um. Give me one second. Magic item for a weapon. All right. So for the weapons bonus, um, plus one is two thousand gold pieces. At plus oh. two, it's eight thousand gold pieces. So, so it depends on for a weapon. Yeah, masterwork is an extra three hundred gold. So price of the weapon plus. 300 gold for it to be masterwork. Okay. Then try 300. Okay, so. And then you figure out what your bonus will be on the weapon. So like flaming, first it has to be a plus one weapon, so a plus one magic bonus. And then flaming is another plus one as a magical property. So it's a total of a plus two, which means 8,000 on top of the cost of the weapon. Uh, I... I don't have, like, an enchantment on them. They're just, uh, enhanced. Okay. Two what uh, level? Just plus one. Okay, so that's just another 2,000 gold. Yeah. So I have to figure out the price of the composite bow. Do you have that in front of you? Composite longbow? Longbow or shortbow? Longbow. And uh, they're 100 gold pieces plus 100 per point of strength rating. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. How high can that strength rating go? Up to a plus five. Plus five? Mm-hmm. That is based on the strength uh, of the user. I have? Yeah. user. Yeah, so, oh, like, strength of 12, you know, your plus 1 bonus, strength of 14, plus 2 bonus, 16, plus 3 bonus. That's 2,500 for in the whole thing, because mine's plus 1, so... Okay. 500 minus 
Oh, you're why I am not taking hundred. How would you say it was to make it the armor mithril? Mithril, whatever you want to say. Nine thousand for heavy 9, armor. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've gone over most everything we should go over for the character creation and all that. And you guys are going to be going to work on all that. <clears throat> so we'll call it a night for tonight and we can catch up next time. Once characters have been put together more. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Have fun. Bye everyone. Bye. Later everybody. And don't forget to like and subscribe and catch us next time. Once we have these characters kicking and screaming. Yeah.